Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Michael Rosenbaum, uh, Lex Luthor from Smallville, The Flash from the Justice League, and you're listening to Geek Vibes Live. Thank you guys for listening, and now your host of Geek Vibes Live, Juwan! <laughs> I was not expecting that, but welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Geek Vibes Live. All right. Um, hey, this is Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, <laughs> why the hell did it again? Flash from the Justice League. God damn it. I don't know why he's doing it. I, I didn't press it. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, great night, guys. We're on point. All right, Michael Rosenbaum. All right. You're here about last week. Lies. All right. I'm scared. All right. Let's try this again. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Five's Live. Uh, I am your host, Juwan. I am joined by... Whatever. Uh, Nick, what's going on, Nick? What's up, man? Uh, hey, well, at least, at least we remembered the intro this week, <laughs> unlike last week where I had to, like, uh, kind of makeshift do an intro after, like, a 30-second pause. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're uh, slowly getting back on track here, everyone. Absolutely. Later, that connection is down. We are 100% professionals. Um, Joel, what's going on, Joel? What is good? <laughs> All right. I definitely am glad I didn't start or end with Joel. Dane! <laughs> What's going on, Dane? Hey, guys. How's it going? You know, uh, screwing shit up. Uh, thought I had the timings right, but my internet connection said, fuck me. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I mean, listen, you can never go wrong with having Michael Rosenbaum introduce your show twice. Absolutely um, not. So we will no. take that. We will take that as high praise, and we will say we meant to do that um, <laughs> because we're professionals. Uh, but Dane, I'm kicking it over to you, man. Yeah, um, hate to switch it to somber. Maybe that was good to have all that before this, but. Um... Unfortunately, uh, big uh, member of the geek world passed away uh, Friday from a stroke. A lot of you guys know who I'm talking about with John Schnepp. Um, He was uh, basically one of the creators and illustrators for Metalocalypse. He worked on, um, uh, whatchamacallit, Space Ghost Coast to Coast for a amount of years, something that first brought me to Adult Swim back when they first started doing that. Um, And uh, came over to... AMC Movie Talk as a comic consultant, if you will, even though he went to film school and new movies and stuff and uh, remained a constant member of the evolution of that to Collider and had a show called Collider Heroes and made an amazing documentary uh, that I really love called Death of Superman Lives, What Happened, um, in which him and his partner, Holly, produced just a documentary just of Tim Burton's work of trying to make a Superman movie uh, way back when. Uh, with Nicolas Cage as Superman, and uh, it's actually a pretty amazing documentary. And unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. Um, like I said, he got a stroke, and uh, they 
unfortunately took him off of life support. And he passed away. He was 50 years old. It's just uh, something that's crazy for me as a part of this community, uh, especially all the guys that are on right now. You know, we've been watching John Schnapp uh, do his thing, um, just being some guy on the side that's really funny that knows his shit when it comes to movie and comics to actually hosting a legit uh, show like Light of Heroes. And uh, it's, it was definitely something that uh, loomed over Comic-Con for a lot of people, understandably. And um, I don't know. Uh, him, John Campy, and Christian Harloff are the reason why I'm doing this today. And uh, it sucks that I probably come off, if you will, because there's schneppisms, uh, I probably come off very schneppish uh, in a way. And uh, I do that on accident, but I kind of noticed it beforehand. But uh, I appreciate the influence, even though if it's subconscious or whatever, and everything that, uh, you know, he entertained for all of us. And we'd like to kind of just give a moment of silence for John Schnepp. Um, I was very happy to see lots of celebrities and just people in general, like Henry Cavill and uh, Patton Oswalt and uh, Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith actually, you know, exited Hall H uh, with a, you know, uh, rest in peace style thing for John. So it's pretty awesome seeing the level of, uh, you know, how, what he meant to a lot of people. Uh, Mike Coulter, you know, lots, lots of different people out there in the geek world. And he was the king of Comic-Con, the king of sweaty. So uh, let's do, I don't know, a couple seconds of silence, something I've seen him unfortunately do on his show. Um, do the same thing for him. So we're going to do that right now. Thank you very much, John. Everyone over at Geek Fives loves you. Thank you for all of your uh, influence. And uh, you are the King Sweaty no matter what. Absolutely. <clears throat> Thank you very much for that, Dane. He will definitely be missed. Um, he was definitely one of the biggest reasons why um, I got into pretty much doing what we're doing also. Uh, so you said everything you said was definitely, uh, I definitely agree with. Um, and I guess the best thing we can do in, in his memory is with all this stuff that just came out uh, over the weekend, as he would say, it's time for us to get sweaty, uh, get sweaty and get into it. Um, so Absolutely. on a, on a, uh, on a more, I guess, I don't want to say happier. I mean, cause we definitely miss him. So I don't want to make it sound like that, but we did have Comic-Con over this, this past weekend and it was actually, I look back at it now, and I'm just like, it wasn't as huge as I kind of, like, was hoping it would be, but it was a great Comic-Con weekend. Uh, we got a whole lot of stuff. Uh, so we can start with the, the trailer talk. Uh, we had a bunch of trailers come out. So I think we should start with Godzilla. Um, Nick, I'm going to go to you first, because I am, I've been dying to hear what you thought of the Godzilla trailer. Don't ask me why, but I've been really looking forward to hearing what you think. I thought the Godzilla trailer. So I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts? It is fucking visually stunning. It looks amazing. I have no idea what the hell it's about. Um, <laughs> namely because, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it seems like this Vera Farmiga um, is, is like, you know, we're we're killing the world, and in order to save the world, we have to unleash all these monsters. And so, like, the, the, the plot is very, very thin at this point, and it makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, I'm sure that this will get further explained in the actual movie. 
but as far as, you know, as far as that like whole portion of it, I have no idea. But as far as like the visuals, they look amazing. Like that that scene where you first see Mothra coming out of that like kind of nebulous cloud almost, and it, it like I'm gonna say she um, just because Mothra sounds sounds like a sounds like a girl. Hashtag feminism. Um, she uh, <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm uh, doing my best, John Oliver. Uh, but you know, when she first like shows up and like her wings kind of have that flat forward, dude. Like, and and she's got like these iridescent wings uh, with like these kind of um, almost uh, 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 marine life, deep trench marine life, uh, ambient uh, um, colors that light up and everything, dude. It, it it's stunning. It is awesome. And when Godzilla, like, when when he comes up out of the water and, and shoots the, the beam up into the air, it's just breathtaking. Um, when you catch the glimpse of the, I, I don't know all their names, but, like, the, the three-headed monster in the ice, and then you see, like, the silhouette. Of, thank you. Yeah. Of, of him later. Yeah, well, like, that was, that was super cool. Like, just everything about it, when, when Millie Bobby Brown is reaching out to the to the one monster, um, that was really cool. So, like, just from a strictly visual standpoint, it looks like they put a lot of time and effort into this movie. And especially considering, um, you know, Gareth Edwards' Godzilla was so much more focused on the the, um, the human element. Not that this one won't be, but, it, you know, Godzilla was such a, a kind of um, concealed part of that whole movie. They're going, like, balls to the wall on getting all of these different uh, um, monsters showcased and, and, and really focusing on uh, making them look awesome. And, like, from that aspect alone, I'm, I'm very intrigued for it. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll say this. This movie, to me, is kind of how I felt about Civil War. Uh, like, I'm really excited for it. It, it looks like it's going to be great. But I'm looking past that. Uh, when I first saw this trailer, the first thing that popped up in my mind was, this movie's going to be great, but the year after is Godzilla vs. King Kong. Just yeah. like when I looked at Civil War, I was like, Infinity War is right around the corner. Like, I love this, but I'm looking forward. I'm looking past this to that monumental movie. And Godzilla vs. King Kong is that monumental movie. So the fact that this looks visually, like you said, Nick, so great. It just it just hypes me even more because if you think about a movie with Godzilla and King Kong, uh, if they do like duke it out and then they end up having to to work together, the monsters that they face are gonna have to be bigger, scarier, stronger. So it just makes me just visually picture Better, that master, just super stronger. excited. Say it again. I'm sorry. Is it better, faster, stronger? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm really excited for the idea of that. And I'm, I'm really curious, um, because we know the monsters will mix, are you going to have the cast mix? Because Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, like, are, are those characters mixing with, like, the characters from the Godzilla movie? Like, I, I'm really curious how they're going to go about doing that. Um, they would be that really old. To, they would be really old. You're right. You're right. That's what I'm saying. I'm curious, like, is it going to be yeah, in the past? Yeah. 
No, 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 no. You're you're right. Uh, Joel, Joel is right in that point. But I'm saying I'm more curious to where is it going to be a Godzilla and King Kong in present day, or is it? Because remember, King Kong ended with us seeing the the drawings on on the wall of Godzilla. So it's like, well, how much you know? How much longer after the end of King Kong did like Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston's characters find out about Godzilla? Like, has Godzilla like, were there sightings of him before Millie Bobby Brown's time? Like, it's just a lot that I'm not 100% sure about because the timing of the two movies are, are vastly different. Um, so I'm, just, I'm really curious about a lot of that. But, Joel, I'll kick it to you. Uh, what were your thoughts on the new Godzilla trailer? Well, I thought just exactly you guys' sentiments. I, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was visually stunning. Um, I love kaiju just as much as giant fucking robots just like giant monsters and i've always loved godzilla growing up i have many godzilla movies the old school ones um so to see it come to life again um like when we saw it the last time when they did godzilla and they kind of hit him the whole movie but even that i love the suspense of waiting for it to come even though i know a lot of people shitted on it i did like waiting and then he finally shows up and we finally get to see him and the whole the blast and everything, and it's just now we're going to get to see him in his full glory as the true king of the monsters. And I used to love seeing him team up. Godzilla teaming up with someone was always one of my favorite things uh, when I was a kid. Late at night, when he had the Godzilla marathon, and they had him versus Ghidra, or him versus Rodan, or him and Mothra. It's just, it's going to be fun to see these, guys, these creatures on screen um, for the first time in years all together. Um, Godzilla is a beast. Godzilla is one of my favorite characters. Um, even over King Kong, and I love King Kong, uh, but I, I definitely I've always been more of a Godzilla person. So, I and look, they tease even more monsters. They said is like aside from Ghidra, Rodan, and Mothra, they'll probably take the center spot there. But I think that he did tease other monsters, maybe making a cameo in this movie. I'm looking forward to seeing what monsters those are. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm, I really like these movies. Um, I've liked the last King Kong movie. The last movie, I think it's like Skull Island, I believe, took place in the 70s. Uh, Godzilla took place modern day. This next movie looks obviously that it takes place after that, so it's in the future, because it looks like Earth is kind of falling apart since the last Godzilla movie. Um, so look, there might be a little bit of a jump into the future. Not that far, because some characters are there, like um, Ken Watanabe's character from uh, Godzilla. I forget what his name is, but him. So it can't be that far into the future from Godzilla, but things have changed since then. Right. So things have changed since that moment, and we will see something grandiose on screen. So I can't. I just can't wait to see the giant battle on screen that looks like all four of them and how this goes into King Kong versus Godzilla in the future. But let's focus on this one first. <laughs> Absolutely. So let me ask you before I pass it to, to Dane, uh, Joel, do you – is it necessary that we get an end credit scene or because we know the movie is coming, is it just good to just have this be its own movie, have it end to where, wherever it ends. And then we get the, the big team up movie, uh, and, and, you know, the year after, or do you need an end credit scene? Like obviously showing that King Kong exists in the Godzilla world. Now that we know Godzilla exists in the King Kong world. Like, do you need that personally? Do you need that end credit scene? Do I need it? No. Would I yeah. like it? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Effort. All right. No, yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised uh, when I saw at the end of King Kong, 
that it connected to Godzilla. And I was just like, oh, man, this is going to be insane for the box office. Um, so I was just thinking, you know, because I was just like, do we need it? I don't think we need it, but there are a lot of people that don't know that they're going to be uh, connected right. that maybe didn't see the end of King Kong that you might need to put it in there for. So I was just curious. Um, but, Dane, what were your thoughts? Um, this definitely didn't look like it was made by Roland Emmerich, um, or, or Gareth Edwards for that matter, in a non-joking way. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know much from Michael Daughtry. Uh, I know that he made Krampus, which I thought was actually fun. I know a lot of people didn't like that movie. Um, like and he made Trick or Treat, which I, I really enjoyed. Uh, he had a lot to do with behind the scenes with X2 and Superman Returns. One was great, one was horrible, in my opinion, at least. And, um... This looked amazing. This actually looked, honestly, I'm not trying to compare to the greatest director, but visually I saw a lot of uh, Steven Spielberg influence in this movie. It gave me, which is weird because it seems like a trend nowadays, which is awesome, gave you an 80s vibe to it, especially with Millie Bobby Brown exploring and stuff like that. Um, I think Vera Farmiga is probably going to end up being the villain in the movie. I get that from the trailer. Uh, I don't know if that scene where Millie Bobby Brown, where they cut it in the trailer, where she says, you're a monster, and it goes back to her, if that's actually real or not, but I get that anyways. Like, she's trying to get all these creatures out of wherever they're being, uh, you know, held up, but doesn't understand that there's going to be consequences behind that, is what I'm assuming, uh, because we know that King Ghidra is not a good character. Rodan has been depicted in the old, um, you know, Godzilla movies as both a villain kaiju and also a hero kaiju that's helped out Godzilla. So, Mothra usually always is a hero. I mean, I think they fought it the first time, but after that, I was also, like Joel, a huge fan of Godzilla movies back when I was younger. Loved kaiju. I loved monsters. Uh, Gamera was another one of my favorites, and I love that this is eventually, like you said, Joan, going to lead up to King Kong versus Godzilla. And I love a lot of the cast that's in this. Uh, I think that it's great. I love Millie Bobby Brown, Kyle Chandler, Fear Famiga. Apparently they're their family. I wonder what the dissension is. I love that Ken Watanabe's coming back. I just hope a lot of them, you know, end up going to King Kong versus Godzilla. And my only really mm-hmm. person I'd like to see come back to get a better arc would be uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character from the Godzilla movie because I think that he could actually play something more serviceable than what he did was in that film. But that's my only minor, like, little problem with it. I thought it was a pretty damn cool trailer, and it really gets me excited about this. Um, I liked Godzilla from Gareth Edwards. I know a lot of people didn't. I liked Kong Skull Island to an extent. I thought there was a lot of cool parts into it. So just give me a pretty awesome movie to lead up to an even more awesome movie, and uh, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I will say one thing, because I I love that they kind of centered this trailer around both uh, Godzilla and Millie Bobby Brown's character. Uh, I I really hope whoever the the people responsible for Millie Bobby Brown are, as far as, like, agents and stuff, keep her doing more movies like this, uh, of of this scale. Like, don't don't have her split. Dane, I was telling you uh, not too long ago, about Chloe Grace, like, I thought she had so much potential as an actress, but she kept saying yes to really, really, really bad movies. And then it just, it became a pattern. And now you don't really see her that often, because now she's saying she's reserving herself for movies that she's more comfortable doing uh, that pretty much aren't just money grabs. (laughs) Um, So uh, I really hope Millie Bobby Brown 
stays in, in this space that she's in. Because I'm telling you, man, she could carve out just a really great acting career for herself. Uh, it's it's not bad starting off with Stranger Things and then ending up with Godzilla. So she's uh she's definitely on the right path. Uh, so just definitely keep that going. Don't please don't start putting her in really crappy movies. Um, but did anyone else have anything else to add for Godzilla? All right, no. sounds good. <laughs> okay, now let's move to uh, another trailer that excited me, made me cry, then made me angry. And it made me really regretful that I even watched it. And that was glad. Um, and the reason I felt all those emotions was I, I kept saying to myself, man, if this is really good, the studio might get M. Night Shyamalan to do another one. I don't know if I feel comfortable trusting M. Night Shyamalan to do another one. Um, I thought it was Unbreakable. I thought Unbreakable was okay. I loved Split. So to me, it's like, okay, Split was, so far, was definitely his best out of uh, what's going to be the three of the films. Uh, but Glass, man, it looks so freaking good. But it's like, it looks too good to be in that Shyamalan movie. So I'm like, I feel like there's, there's some kind of catch. There's some kind of catch to this movie that's going to drive me insane. Um, but I, I did like the way that it looked. I, I, I'm going to pass this to you, Joel, so maybe you can kind of clear this up for me a little bit. I watched that trailer a few times. I still don't get, obviously besides the fact that the movie's named after him, from this trailer, I didn't get the purpose of Glass. I, I really didn't. I mean, I, it seemed like Glass is what's going to be, I guess, letting the, the, the beast loose. But it's just like the, the beast could have came out on its own. Uh, it didn't really need someone like a Glass to kind of like twist it and use it for his own, his own purpose. Am I just seeing this wrong? Do, do you see a clear reason why you need Glass in this movie besides the fact that it's named after him? Uh, I think, well, this is before I, I, I explain that aspect of it. Um, I really enjoyed the trailer as well uh, a lot. I haven't gotten, I mean, I watched it and they kind of gave me a little bit of, like, like the, the verbiage used in this, this trailer, the idea of heroes in this world that you never thought of actually thinking of superheroes in that way in this world, uh, it just, it, it kind of, it, it's creating a world I didn't know was there. And I think it started with Split, obviously. But if you notice, every movie has, the, the title of the the movie, it, it goes back to the character. So Unbreakable is about uh, Dunn, and you have Split about Kevin, and then now you have Glass. Uh, all of them are in it. But I have a feeling Glass will have a, a bigger focus in this movie than he did in the others. Whereas he was, this might be the villain's movie. You got what I'm saying? Mr. Glass's movie more than anything because his name is on it. In what way? I don't know. I just know that it's, it's named after him for a reason that we don't know yet. We just don't, you know, they're not giving it to you in the trailer, obviously. But I do believe he has a, a big part in this movie. I believe all the, all, all of them, have a reason for being there, and obviously they've skipped certain parts. Like they're already in this. They they show them in this like mental institution, and I don't know why. And that's really my biggest question because there's obviously been a time jump since the last movie. So I, I, that's really my biggest question is what happened since then. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. It's 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 to it's to the point where it's just like I love kind of how how mental they're going and how deep they're going into the idea of 
of a superhero and a superhero that's conflicted. I mean, this movie looks like it's going to explore a lot. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, another question I want to ask you, Joel, before I pass it uh, over to Nick. If this movie um, is a success, even anywhere remotely close to what Split was, do you really want another one of these, or do you think this should be what closes the um, what closes the book on uh, pretty much the trilogy that we've got? If you have a good story to tell, tell it. If you don't, don't bother. Okay, and, and you trust that with M Night. I don't care. He surprised me the last couple times. I, I like the last <laughs> two movies he's done. So I'll take it. All right. All right. Listen, man, I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. It just makes me really nervous with this guy. Um, but, Nick, two-sided question. What were your thoughts on the trailer? And if this movie is a, a success, sorry, uh, do you trust M. Night Shyamalan to continue the the successful uh, trend that he started with Split going forward. Uh, as far as the trailer, <clears throat> I really enjoyed the trailer. Uh, I thought it was a great way to uh, kind of bridge the gap between further bridge the gap between these characters, uh, especially the, it, like Joel said. How do they all end up in this this sort of insane asylum? And to introduce the trailer with their I, I guess psychiatrist introducing herself and to have the three of them there and to see just in that little scene how the three of their personalities are so different and and can bounce off of each other in such a way. I think it's really interesting. Uh, to answer your first question to Joelle as far as, you know, why this movie is, is glass and, and how he's going to factor in, my best guess would be, like Joel said, he will be somehow the the biggest part of this movie. And if I had to guess, because if you remember in Unbreakable, he yeah he he does some really shitty things, like some deplorable things, but he's not evil. Like he he's he's bad, but he's not. I don't think he's like pure evil. Not like. Not like um, uh, James McAvoy's character is. So, in that sense, I think he may have like a, a redeemable arc in this movie, where he starts to team up with McAvoy, but then you know kind of sees the error of his ways, um, and maybe helps Bruce Willis defeat him. Uh, I could definitely see that kind of playing out as far as where the story might go, and that would be a, a great way, personally, for me for it to end is if, if that's how the arc ends with, with Glass going from this this guy who meets Bruce Willis and he's intrigued by him, and then, of course, there's a revelation at the end that he was the one who caused all these accidents to try and find, uh, you know, the unbreakable man, and then, you know, for him to show back up in this one uh, to complete his arc and to catch up with him very jaded and cynical, uh, and to see him, you know, completely have a, a, a kind of changeover from that, and I, I, I feel like that would be the best way that I would think that this would go, and if that is the case, I would really like for it to end here. Um, I, I think it makes it makes a lot of sense for it to just be a trilogy, uh, but I, I will say that 
I, it, it just depends. It depends on how the story goes. Like if if the story that he wants to tell with Glass is left open ended, then sure, I wouldn't mind him revisiting it. But I think you could tell a really good story that could be a nice bookend to this this trilogy, the the Shyamalan superhero trilogy. I think it would be very fitting if if he takes it that route. Yeah, I mean, excuse me. I I think the biggest advantage he has is if if you look at the way Unbreakable was made and then the way Split was made. Split seemed (laughs) so. uh, I have to give him. I have to give him uh, a shout out because I think you saw before me, Joel, and then you told me it was like this crazy twist at the end, and I was just like, "What could it be?" Like it's M Night Shyamalan moving forward. And then when I saw it and saw what the twist was, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is crazy." Um, but the way that those two movies were made, it did like before the ending of Split, you had no idea that that was connected to Unbreakable right. whatsoever. So if you look at it, M Night Shyamalan could approach it to where Split is its own story that then enters, that then connects to Unbreakable, but it's not right. a sequel to Unbreakable. This is right. a sequel to Split. So then he could say, "I'm making another one." Right, and Unbreakable. I'm making another one that's then in both of them. So if yeah. he approaches it like that, that's cool. But what I don't need is Unbreakable, Split, Glass, another one, then another one. Like, don't do that. <laughs> we don't need that. If you're going to do another one, it has to be only one more, and then that's it. Um, but, man, I, I will say the biggest thing I'm uh, intrigued about is the other personalities that we'll see James McAvoy uh, go through. I know a lot of people said I was crazy. I kind of felt so. He gave an Oscar-worthy performance. I thought he really, really, really did an amazing job just completely going back and forth through different personalities. Uh, I thought he did a great job. I might be stretching it saying it was an Oscar-worthy performance, but that's just me. Uh, but, Dane, uh, what were your thoughts on the glass journal? Well, first, I want to start off and uh, admit something um, that's probably going to be crazy to you guys, but I still have not seen Split, so um, oh, I'm, definitely gonna, I'm definitely going to go back and watch it. I've been meaning to for a very long time. I heard it's amazing. I've already had those the cool things ruined about the beast and uh, the personality and what happens, and then also, obviously, that this is connected to Unbreakable, which is one of my favorite movies from sham hammer um in the past so you know I'm, I'm very excited to check out that and then check out this movie with glass um i love that you know i'm gonna keep on calling him sham hammer because that's what i've been calling him for a long time but sham hammer has been able to and granted I'll, I'll i'll say this about him i think that he's had a resurgence in his career ever since the visit uh i will believe all of my friends that have seen split that it's a pretty fucking awesome movie um, so I'm hoping that we get, like I said, this interpretation of superheroes that he wants to present with us. And I'm hoping, I like the whole concept of the two villains are, you know, teaming together, but this is much more grounded in scope, obviously, uh, from his perspective. My biggest worry, uh, is Ben Affleck, or not Ben Affleck, I'm sorry, Bruce Willis. They're the same, the same person. Um, uh, my, my biggest worry is Bruce Willis, uh, Outside of Unbreakable and Sin City and probably uh, Looper, he really has phoned it in for the last 15 years of his fucking life when it comes to film. So I'm hoping that he's into this role and we'll see more layers of his performance 
other than just being brooding and basically Bruce Willis. That's always my worry when it comes to Bruce. But maybe since he's going back to this character, that's a good thing. I really enjoyed the trailer. And I say, you know, wrap it up. Wrap, get this as the if, – if this is going to be a good way to end the whole series, do it. But I'm kind of with Joel. If, if they feel like they have more to, you know, tell after this, they can also go about that too. But, um, yeah, really interesting that we're talking about M. Night Shyamalan um, in 2018. Very strange. Yeah, I mean, not not a bad thing, but it, it, it's a shocking thing. <laughs> I will say that it is a shocking thing because I never thought I would uh, was confident say I'm looking forward to one of his movies. Um, just because I felt he's led me down too many times. Um, but I well, and especially James, because you were like three the last time he, he put out a good movie before the visit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, see, here's the thing. I was not a fan of the visit, so I, I thought it was awesome. okay before split. I knew you weren't a yeah, fan of the visit. Split. I just, but yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I totally respect anyone who did enjoy the visit because I maybe didn't get it the way that other people did. I just thought it was like really weird old people doing like really weird, disgusting crap. That was just the the extent of what I thought that movie was. Uh, <laughs> but I totally respect anyone else who who enjoyed it. I just I can't personally enjoy it. Um, but Dan, I will say, um, your take on this trailer might be intensified or it might be like really good or really bad, depending on how you, uh, feel about Split. Um, because I know after seeing Split, I was really excited for this, uh, this movie, uh, because of how well I thought the movie was. So maybe after you see it, it might really excite you or you might be like, eh, I still kind of have the same opinion, like... Maybe it shouldn't. It's just a good way to end. Um, so that that'll that'll definitely be something I'll I'll I'd like to revisit once you've definitely seen the movie. Um, make sure you see it at some point, Dane. Uh, I will. Right, so I promise. Let's move on. Uh, we have okay. I want to get into this trailer only because I can't wait to tell Jill how much I dislike it. Um, so let's get right what? into. Uh, the god of thunder, I'm calling him, even though I don't really think that that's the, the, the name that he has. But Shazam. Uh, let's get into the Shazam trailer. I'm going, to like hold, I'm going to hold my opinion. I'm going to go to you first, Dane. What were your thoughts on the Shazam trailer? I actually really loved it. Um, I thought it was <laughs> awesome. I think that there are parts of it that I understand there's a lot of people that are like, well, what the hell? Like, what is exactly the reasoning of why he meets the wizard and stuff like that? And I, I feel like, well, I'm hoping this is DC. I'm sorry. I have to fucking say that every single time that they're going to tell that information within the film beforehand of, of a looming presence and, and maybe something that gets set up and makes sense other than what they, you know, gave in the trailer. Um, but who knows? Who knows? What I saw was a pretty damn cool movie, um, and um, it reminded me of a movie from the late 80s uh, called Big with Tom Hanks. Hell yeah. Uh, but with, mm-hmm. a su- with a superhero type of concept behind it, and that kind of really made me excited. And, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was really, uh, I don't know, looking forward to the concept. I love, I love the, the 80s vibe again. I know, again that this movie kind of has, and I love uh, the kid from It. I think he's great as Freddie Freeman. I think that's the name of the character. 
Captain Marvel yeah. Jr., whatever. You, you guys yeah. should know um, out there in Geek, Geek Vibes Nation. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I really I think this is a good step. I think Mark Strong as the uh, newer version, and I think it makes a lot of sense, of Dr. Uh, Savannah uh, is, is awesome. And uh, just we get a little, little, little taste of that. And I hope maybe there is some uh, – also, I'm, I'm also happy that this is kind of saying, not that, uh, I kind of agree with Collider. They showed Batman, they showed Superman. We can say that this is in the exact same world as everything else going on. Or if, if they're really trying to, you know, say, screw that, not think about that, Worlds of DC, and it's all about the movie going forward, and whatever they decide to do is what they decide to do, which I'm fine with, then that's cool either way. They, they put it out there in the trailer, they gave us some information, and I was really happy about that. And I really, I think that um, uh, Zach looks awesome, and he's great for the role. Uh, apparently they tried out, you know, I mean, that's the article at least. I don't, I don't know if it's exactly true, but a hundred different people before they got to him. And he does have that, that childlike presence, and I like it. And I like Big, and uh, if anyone does not know the movie Big, go fucking watch it right watch now. It. Or, sure. You know, actually watch it after our show. But make sure you watch it. It's, good news. it's a lot of fun. Hey, Tom Hanks for life, bitches. Fucking Tom yeah, Hanks for life, hoes. Fucking Splash. <laughs> you fucking kidding me, dude? Go watch 80 Tom Hanks movies. They're fucking great. Splash uh, no argument. No argument there. Um, Nick, then I'll go right to you then. <laughs> what be your thoughts on the Shazam trailer? I fucking loved it, dude. It is my favorite trailer that came out in Comic-Con. I absolutely loved it. It was hilarious. It was. It totally took me off guard. Um, I have not been the biggest fan of um, the world of DC movies, as it is called now, uh, as all of you know. Uh, I, I thought Wonder Woman was great up until the, the final act. I thought uh, Man of Steel was good. Not great, but good. Um, the rest of them were... Yeah, to bad. And I loved this trailer. It was amazing. The the, the humor fit. Uh, I really like the setup that, like, just in the first part of the trailer, where he's like, you know, um, yeah, they seem all cool, but, like, just wait, dude. Shit gets real Game of Thrones around here. And he's like, dude, I'm just fucking with you, dude. What do you think? Like, he, he makes some quip about him being like a cripple kid and like a foster home. He's like, what could go wrong or whatever. Like, just right from that start, I was like, okay. And then you get like, you know, kind of some tropey stuff, like with it, with you know the the rough and gruff kid, but he's got a heart of gold, and and so he helps out his buddy, and that's why he's the chosen one and all that. And you know, that's that's typical, but you, I mean, you're gonna get a bit of that in most superhero movies anyway. Um, but like when he when he like gets his powers and he like goes back and he meets his buddy and like they're like testing out his powers, like it's it's just hilarious. He's like, dude, you got super strength. He's like, Can you fly? And he like tries to fly and he's like that falls on his back. He's like, dude, why don't you talk? He's like, oh so funny. I loved it. Uh and then like to top it off at the very end where, you know, he finds out he's bulletproof and he's like, sorry, sorry about your window, but at least those guys didn't rob you. And the, the like chick walks by, and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. Like, <laughs> it was perfect, dude. Like it's exactly what a ten year old would say if he was like in a superhero's body. And I loved it. It's so awesome, mm. Dan. You hit the nail on the head. This is 
This is Hell just like Big, but as a superhero, and it's fucking awesome. It, like, I can't wait to see this movie. I'm so excited for it. It is bar none, like, the most excited I've been for a DC movie uh, in the in the world of DC Universe, and, like, I love it. I love it. It's, like I said, my favorite trailer out of all the Comic-Con trailers. I can't wait to see it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely see the the big comparison that you guys are making, um, and it definitely hits on that. Uh, David Sandberg looks like he definitely uh, paid a lot of attention uh, to getting this character right. I will say one of the, the things that I did love uh, was the look and the fact that he gave him the hood. I was so psyched that he gave him the hood and that he actually wears it. I was like, that is one of the only new 52 uh things that I liked was uh, some of the character designs, and that was one of them. I, re- I really loved the fact that Shazam had a hood. And I was like, oh, man, and he had him wearing it. Uh, and another thing that I loved that I was really um, waiting to see how they did it was when he transformed. I was really waiting to see how they would go about it. Like, would you have it be to where, like, you know, there's smoke, and then when the smoke clears, he, you know, he's now Shazam. Uh, they did it very well. The one small critique about the transformation that I kind of wish that they uh, had in it, but maybe they do. Uh, I haven't seen the movie, obviously. I kind of like when he says Shazam when the lightning hits him and then he transforms into Shazam. I was just a huge fan of the idea of seeing that on the big screen, which, you know, we still may, so I don't want to say that as like a knock to it because we still might. But as of the, the trailer, um, I would have really enjoyed to, uh, enjoyed seeing the lightning hit him and then he transformed. Uh, but before I go into why I was not a big fan of the trailer overall, Joel, give us your thoughts on the Shazam trailer. I mean, whew, all right. The lightning did hit him. <laughs> like when he says Shazam, the lightning hits him and he turns into Shazam. It's really? a lightning bolt, so maybe maybe it went too fast for your eyes. But yeah, a lightning bolt came <laughs> yeah, down and hit him. Oh, <laughs> you might want to rewatch it. What's up? Oh, you got slow eyes, Juwan, but I saw it. Uh, I definitely saw a lightning bolt come down. <laughs> what do you think? Don't forget to talk. All right, whatever. I'm going to just review the trailer now. Um, uh, like you guys are saying, I, I, I don't think I could say it much better. Uh, I loved Big as a kid. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid. And um, this is that with superheroes. And that's like I can't put it in any better way. That's, every kid wants to be a superhero. And the, like, the idea of visually seeing it come to life. Like I've always, I was never a huge Captain Marvel guy, Shazam guy, right? Um, I liked him. He was okay, but he was just basically Superman, like poor man Superman. That's always what he's always been. But you had you had to give him something more. You had to give him something deeper. And um, when I used to read, well, used to I do still read, but at the time when they redid it in New Fifty Two, they changed it up a little bit. He was kind of more of a prick in that comic. This one will probably be a little less of a prick. But I'm saying they took a lot of the same origin elements from that from that series, and you could see a lot of it in the trailer. If you read New 52 Shazam, it's it's ex- almost exactly the same thing, which is crazy that it's just like watching that panel, those panels come to life. He's just probably a little little, a little bit less of an asshole because I swear to God, Billy's a big asshole in New 52. But um, I love seeing the wizard Shazam as the wizard Shazam. You get to see him. Uh, we get to see – I love the way like Shazam looks at his costume. It's just 
it was a nice blend between the old school and the new school. The hood, like you said, was New 52 inspired. Uh, a lot of the certain little things are, are well, the little tweaks that you see in the suit are kind of New 52 inspired, but it still has like the color scheme of the classic Shazam or classic Captain Marvel. Um, but I still love what they did. And like, he still, and he looks good in the suit. Like, Everyone's complaining about the muscle suit, but I'm like, bro, he looks great in it. He moves well in it. I thought it would look worse, but it actually looks better on screen, him moving, than it did, than it does, obviously, in still pictures. And it's a funny trailer. Like, I laughed my ass off a couple times. And that last scene that Nick just told about, with him walking out with, like, the hitting on the girl as he's walking by, I fucking <laughs> cried. That shit was just... Therapy. It was so I, good. <laughs> that trailer is all. I love. It was a very good trailer. I can't wait to see what else they have in store for us. I know they only gave us so much, and I'm good with that because I think the movie comes out in April or whatever. So we'll see more later on. But I'm really excited to see where this goes and this version of Shazam going up eventually against Black Adam. I just the idea of that it blows my mind because yeah. we haven't even seen him do his good shit yet. We haven't even seen him do his good shit yet. Yeah, this is the yeah. coming of age part, and like that's right. that's gonna be really fun to watch, especially considering that it, it's a duality of characters. You got two characters coming of age, it, it, like him as the child and him as the superhero. So, um, so yeah, like this is it seems like the perfect setup. Uh, they seem like they're approaching the movie right, and I, I I'm very excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I, I watched that scene over again. I, I must have missed it the first time, but yeah, the lightning does hit him, and I, that it's so freaking cool. God, I, I was so so excited to watch it. I saw it like as you were talking, I listened to nothing you say because I was just watching that like thirty times. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> he, he didn't say anything I, I important. Dying. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, well, I listened to you, Joel. Thank um, you, Nick. No, I'm messing with you, Joel. I, I definitely heard what you uh, what you were saying. And the biggest thing that I, that I guess just didn't capture me, I don't want to say I didn't like, um, that just didn't capture me was, uh, first I want to state that the humor I was fine with. I know a lot of people were complaining about that, but that's what you're going to get in a movie about a 10-year-old that turns into a superhero. You're going to yeah. get comedy out of that. So that I have no issues God with. God forbid. Plus the I want it dark <laughs> with Zack <laughs> Snyder. Go ahead, I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> So I want a dark white Zack Snyder, or God. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't go the the route of that. Shazam just doesn't fit. Doesn't fit dark. Uh, it, it does fit that light, um, you know, that light-hearted kind of charm. Uh, and I will say, um, Zack hits that. He hits that charm. Um, I felt. You know what it reminded me of? You guys remember the episode of Justice League Unlimited where we first see Shazam, uh, and then he squares off against Superman? But he just seemed yeah. like such a fan, such such a boy scout, just yeah. so happy to even just be at the table with those guys. And Zach is going to capture that so perfectly. This, these are the reasons why I hate that Justice League wasn't either, uh, they didn't either wait on it or just perfect it more. Because when you see solo movies like this, the first thing that I, I thought of was like, man, after seeing the Aquaman trailer and the Shazam trailer and the, the, the leak scene from, uh, from Wonder Woman, it's like, man, I can't wait to see these guys interact together again. Like just Batman, Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman, Shazam. Uh, just seeing Shazam interact with the guy that is like an idol to him and, and Superman and seeing how they interact. Um, 
it just would have been so much fun that I feel like now we're going to have to wait like so long to get that part too. Um, but just I, what I didn't like about it was I, I like for superhero movies, uh, especially with the first trailer, uh, establish the stakes. And I felt as though they focused more on the transition and less on the actual, like, they showed the villain for a quick second and that was it. I kind of wanted to see more of the stakes. Like, what what is Billy going up against? Because I know a lot of people, their biggest issue was this movie didn't have Black Adam. So it's like, well, who is he facing? And then when we found out who he was facing, um, if you're not a comic book reader, you have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> so it's like, you know, playing games. Yeah, I have no with, idea uh, who and, that is, and I didn't care. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> no, no I, I, I'm it's saying it's Mark Strong, typical bad yeah, guy. No, no, like, no. I'm cool with it. <laughs> No, when, when I heard Mark we'll Strong, I, guess, I was just like, I don't, I don't have to worry about my character being bad because it's Mark Strong. So I've been that. I'm assuming, um, I'm assuming sorry. that actually he'll be fighting, and we haven't seen him, but Ivok, which I know that obviously Nick you just submitted. Uh, you know, you don't know a lot about Doctor Savina, but that's his like right hand man. That's that that's that's super powered and can go toe to toe with them, and is like this huge hulking dude. So. They're going to take stuff in the comic books that a lot of people don't know, but it will eventually know more about them, especially how to pronounce Dr. Savina, Savina, uh, Savvela. Right, right. So, there you go. That's the right. Idea. Idea. How do you pronounce it? Savannah? I, um, I don't know. Yeah, no, my issue is that I, I wanted to see, like, I get that the film's in origin. I get that. I'm completely fine with that. Uh, you have a large portion of the world who has no idea who Shazam is. That's completely fine. Um, I just wanted to see more of the, the bad guy. Like, who who are you going up against? What is this threat um, that's lurking? Because I'm going to be completely honest with you. If you miss just that small little scene of him going, oh, so you're you're my bad guy, and then him throwing the punch and, and, and uh, Mark Strong's character catching it, if you miss that part, all you got from this trailer was just this kid that turns into a superhero, and he just looks super funny in uh, a super good time. Like, there was no stakes in it at all, and I like it a little bit. For me, no, yes, the only I'm argument I need, Jawan. <laughs> no, listen, I am not saying that I needed the trailer to be dark and brooding. I just wanted to know more about, like, is is there stakes in this? Like, who are you going up against? Can I see him like a little bit more than that? Those first like six seconds that we saw him, I wanted to see more of well, the of the villain. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, once. Well, once there was this movie uh, uh, called Batman vs. Superman, which showed us that Lex Luthor wasn't the threat uh, with Doomsday uh, a couple months before the movie came out. So maybe that will happen again, and then you can find out whatever the fuck the real threat is in the movie. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not asking for anything on the level of BVS. I just want to see just a little bit shit. more. <laughs> I just want to see just mm-hmm. a little bit more of. Um, I'll of, say of this. Film. Savannah is not normally a powerful character in terms of like he can right. go one on one with fucking Shazam. Like Savannah's usually the little short, snivelly little scientist, you know. So him catching Shazam's he's, punch already is intriguing. Like, how the fuck is he doing? <laughs> I want to know all right. about he, how he's. He's Doctor Octopus without the octopus part. You know, he's just a dude he's that's right. really he's smart just, and kind of an evil bastard that makes like the yeah, mad Shazam. I will. I will say this. <laughs> Whenever um, whenever we get the second trailer, I would really love it if it was uh, villain-oriented. Like, you see, uh, you kind of get the idea on the villain, 
what kind of is evil, you know, what he's what he's trying to accomplish. Uh, and then you kind of see moments to where you see Shazam like a little vulnerable, and he has to like really step into being uh, this superhero. I, I would really love that from the second trailer, but it just really didn't hit me as much as it did uh, everyone else. It looks like it's going to... I saw this and felt the same way I did when I saw that uh, the very first Ant-Man trailer. I was just like, oh, this just looks like it's going to be a super fun movie. That, 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 that was it. That was the only expectations I hung on that movie. Um, that was a good movie. That, that, no, it's <laughs> not to be a good movie. Right, right. I'm not saying this is going to be a bad movie. I'm just saying I wasn't blown away by the, by, by the trailer. Um, so this looks like it's going to have the same feel. It's just going to be a super fun movie, uh, something you go in, you just really enjoy. Uh, and that's pretty much that's 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 it. <laughs> that that seems like that looks like that's all that's gonna be. Um, but that that was just that was that was my biggest issue with it. Um, outside of that, Zach looks awesome. Um, <laughs> so hyped to see him with the hood on. I'm sorry. I just keep thinking about him with the hood, the lightning hitting Asher. Uh, I can't wait to see these guys interact in the actual film. Um, and to a lot of people who keep trying to push this narrative out, you know, I saw this a lot on Twitter. Um, uh, yeah, and just wait till you see the movie. The end credit scene is going to be Black Adam. I can almost guarantee you right now it will not be. If they have an end credit scene, uh, which every DC movie has not had one, but if this one does, uh, I can almost guarantee you nine times out of ten it will probably be him interacting with Superman in some in some capacity. Um, if whether it's one. just like... Which, whether it's him bumping right. into him or something like that, or him just geeking out over over meeting him, like he, like Shazam just stopped like this bank robbery and Superman shows up and Shazam's like, oh, don't, don't worry, I got this covered, and they kind of have like a little back and forth. Um, that's a hundred percent more likely than us getting The Rock as Black Adam, mainly because The Rock is in the process of filming like eight different movies um, right now. And, that's the biggest um, thing. That's the hugest thing. So that's what makes me think, like, we might not be getting Black Adam soon. Like, maybe 2021, 2022. You could probably still tease him. I mean, you could still probably tease him. You don't have to actually show him. You could definitely still tease him. Right, right. I mean, if if they wanted to do an end credit scene to where, like, um, the the Wizards telling uh, Shazam about a tomb of somebody that existed before him uh, but was corrupted, like, you could totally do something through dialogue. But that's something right. that you could have throughout yeah, the movie. You don't totally have, think they you don't have I could see that more so than seeing Dwayne Johnson in the actual film and after Right, but to me... I could see them I think that, opening up the character, though. To me, I think that's a waste of an end credit scene. I'd rather that be dialogue throughout the movie to where um, he's giving the history of Shazam and then he's telling them, like, there was someone who had this power but was corrupted. And then all of us will go, oh, that's Black Adam. I think the end credit scene, if you're going to... Do Black Adam, it should be showing him or some kind of interaction. So if that's not the case, just do it through dialogue and have the end credit scene be something that matches the movie's fun, fun, uh, loving spirit, the, the tone that it's giving, and have it be Shazam interacting with Superman. That'd be super dope. Everyone would go bananas. And it would make sense, uh, Joel, because we follow Henry closely on Instagram, and he's been doing nothing but saying he's getting back into Superman's shape. So it's like, and then he's right. teasing, like, you might be seeing me sooner rather than later. So that seems like the more likely movie you would see him in, um, right. if, even if it's just, like, a small cameo. So to me, that makes more sense. Have it be a fun, loving, uh, kind of spirited uh, in-credit scene that sets people, you know, 
have them really enjoying it because Wonder Woman isn't going to be that same kind of feel. Um, so have us really fully enjoy that, have the Superman cameo happen, and then boom, that's it. But I just wanted to squash all that talk that people are just racing through right now of like, oh, man, we're going to get this Black Adam tease. I'm not saying no, like, oh, I spoke to the director, so I know. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't seem likely. The, the Rock has that Fast and Furious spinoff, Jumanji 2, um, another movie he's doing with Disney. So the guy's busy. I, I don't think he's going to actually be able to get time to do a full uh, end credit scene, but who knows. Um, but did anyone have anything else to add for Shazam? No, I spoke to my no. sources, and uh, they they said that uh, uh, the Rock is going to be in the post credit scene. So uh, there you go, Dwarf. <laughs> You're wrong. There you go. There you go. Listen, Damn, dude, that's will not be will not be the first or the last time, Nick. <laughs> oh no! I actually <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just I just spoke to my sources, and apparently that's a misdirect, and the real villain in this will be Mister Mind. Uh, the evil slug. There you that go. People's it could be like way it. worse and, uh, to get Mr. Mind. controls them. <laughs> yep. Very much I like, like the in nature is what they're going for. Dang, mm-hmm. good report. The psychic man. worm. Uh, <laughs> we can here so on two sides. Let's move on to another trailer that I'm sure all of us was, uh, was completely in love with. And that was the Aquaman trailer. Uh, that trailer mm-hmm. really blew me away, man. I, and it's not even me going out on a limb or anything, but I'm going to just go ahead and say I think my favorite character out of that movie, hands down, is going to be Black Manta. That, let me just say this, James Wan. I want to thank you for trying your best to be literally the most comic-accurate look-wise of any superhero movie. Each character looks exactly like they did in the comics, literally like they were just ripped from a page of the comic, and Black Manta yeah. looks so freaking Sinister. Dope. I And I'm glad that, because I was afraid that this movie was going to kind of tease him, and it would kind of be like the the, the upbringing of, of Black Panther and end with maybe him rising into power. But this looks like he's, he's the henchman of Ocean Master, and he's out for blood. He's out to take out Aquaman. He's like... No nah, man, you don't get to fight Ocean Mask. You got to get through me. And James Wan included uh, the somewhat martial arts background that he has, and also the the, the eye beam. When I saw that, I was just like, "Oh, I need this movie right now." And I loved how Atlantis um, looked like an underwater version of Wakanda. It just looked visually beautiful. I loved it's like Blade I loved Runner the underwater. It looked awesome I was a huge fan of that James Wan definitely uh, uh, Looks like he, he Completely committed to uh, Going through the source Giving us a great Aquaman It definitely feels It feels like um, Nick I don't know if you saw it But I know I think Dane and Joel definitely saw it um, The new 52 animated movie um, the uh, Of Aquaman The Atlantis uh th- Throne of Atlantis, wasn't yeah. that what it was called, Joel? Yeah. yeah. This, looks, yeah. this looks exactly like that, but just removing the Justice League. It looks kind of almost exactly like that. Uh, the war from beneath going up against uh, the, the surface world and Aquaman kind of being torn between the two. Uh, it looks like that exact story, just minus the Justice League. Uh, but I can talk about this forever. I'm sorry, guys. Nick, 
I'm going to go to you first. What were your thoughts on the Aquaman trailer? I thought it was good. Um, I didn't like it nearly as much as I did the Shazam trailer. Like, the Shazam trailer was really the one that blew me away. Um, but it was good. It was definitely visually impressive. Uh, James Wan such, like, a master master of of visuals and um, angles and, and timing and all things of that nature. And I think you're really going to get that in this movie. Um <clears throat> I'm very intrigued as to how they work in his backstory. Um, my guess would be they kind of work it in over time, because um, uh, it seems like there's like almost uh, at least three different, um, uh, you know, uh, Aquaman. Like there's the one where he's the really young kid, like when he was in the aquarium, and then there's the like kind of teenage one when he when he's tra- training with Willem Dafoe, and then you know of course there is the Jason Momoa one. So I'm curious as to how that all kind of ties together. Uh, and I really, really liked uh, Jason Momoa just as this character. His, his, he's got a very good range for this kind of character. And we saw glimpses of it in Justice League. And it really kind of seems like a lot of what we saw in Justice League makes a lot of sense, uh, given that he is is ultimately an outsider. Um, he doesn't he doesn't fit anywhere, but he probably spends more time, uh, like, or at least equal amounts of time, like, in society, like, actually, like, on land with, uh, you know, us land dwellers. And uh, so in, in that aspect, it, it makes a lot of sense of his um, quips and, you know, his whole, like, my man, like, you know, like I felt like I felt like it was a little off-putting in the in in some of the scenes, like some of his dialogue. But it it seems to make sense with what they're setting up in this trailer that you know he is ultimately probably spends more time you know amongst people than he does amongst you know Atlanteans. And when he spends his time in the sea, it's his time to get away from everybody and to just spend time, uh, you know in peace by himself and with the ocean life. And so in that respect, I, I, you know, like just a little scene where, you know, he's like, yeah, we're like up there. We, we call it, uh, like, I'm going to, I'm going to whoop your ass or something like that. You know, when he says that to, uh, to Orm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, ultimately I thought it was pretty, a pretty good trailer. Um, I, uh, like I said, I liked uh, a lot of various aspects of it and I'm very excited to, uh, to check it out when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I love that uh, kind of piggybacking off of the uh, throne of Atlantis is the idea of it's just like he has no interest uh, in um, in his mother. Uh, he has no interest in where he comes from as far as his mother's side. Like, he just has no interest in that whatsoever. And it seems like he doesn't get thrusted into it. So uh, you see that one scene in the trailer where he's driving with his dad and you see this huge tidal wave come. Um, so I feel like at that moment he feels like, okay, like, you guys are bringing the war here. Now it's my duty to make sure that I stop whatever's going on because uh, you're bringing the war to me rather than me going to help fight a war. I don't even believe it. Um, so just so much about it. I'm just I'm really excited to to, to check out. And, I don't even think we saw much of Nicole Kidman besides that one scene, I think, where she was holding him as a kid at the mm-hmm. beginning. 
So I'm really yeah. interested to see how much of her we see. I really want to see a scene. Uh, I don't think we will. Uh, Joel, you remember this from Throne of Atlantis. Um, hmm. Orm actually kills uh, their mother to take the, uh, the trident uh, from her to reclaim Atlantis as his own and then engage in that war. So I'm curious, will we see a scene where it's Momoa, Patrick, and Nicole Kidman, and she's kind of just saying, and she's kind of just gushing over having her uh, one of her sons back, you see Patrick kind of get really annoyed, like, I've been here the whole time. And then you kind of see the, the butting of heads, her try to intervene, and then Orm, you know, unfortunately at some point taking her out. I wonder if they're going to go that route um, or if they're just going to go the route of she passed away, like, before Aquaman revisited, uh, before he got older, revisited underwater. So I'm really curious about that part. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that, Joel, and what were your thoughts of the, the overall trailer? Uh, I think it's what you were just saying. Uh, it's more the latter, from what I hear. Um, I think she passes during time. Um, we we see her. I don't. I know we don't see a lot of her in the movie. I've heard that much. And I think um, the trident he has and the trident there they seek throughout the movie are two different things. I think it, it, there's like another trident that we don't have access to. So I loved this trailer. <laughs> it was a beautiful trailer. It's like an action adventure movie uh, with uh, with Aquaman, and it's like the movie Aquaman, obviously. And I love Jason Momoa. I think he's a perfect uh, Aquaman, and like it works. Like I, again, another character. I grew up. I didn't love Aquaman as a kid. He was okay. He was alright. Um, you have to spice him up. The best I've seen of Aquaman was the New Fifty Two run of Aquaman. Again, it's a very good run of Aquaman. It's, the new 52 run of Aquaman. Um, I didn't even really love the 90s version when he had the hook. I still hate the hook hand. The look was okay. I could never get, I never, never liked the hook hand or the water hand. Never liked that. But I love what they did. They, they went in a different direction. Zach and I decided to go in this direction. And they said, you'll never try. You'll never make fun of this motherfucker to his face. I'll tell you right now. And he's right. I would never. <laughs> this is more a perfect adaptation of what they're going to do right now. This trailer is just visually beautiful. I like, like you said, Black Manor looks awesome. Um, Atlantis looks awesome. I can't wait to know more about the Seven Kingdoms under the water. Just to see um, the trench, to see how James Wan uses the trench because he's already alluded that he's going to use some horror aspects. I love James Wan. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, there's a point at the end of the trailer where they're in a fucking desert. I would love to know how that's going to work out with two people that need to be near water are going to be in a desert. I want to, I can't wait to see how that works out because it's just weird to see water people in a desert. So I can't wait to see how that plays out. So there's just so many question marks yet. And I know um, at Comic-Con, they got extra stuff. They got extra scenes. Like apparently there was a scene where you actually got to see him in his traditional costume. And I can't wait. I mean, we've already seen it, but I mean, I can't wait to see it in the movie. I, I can't wait to see it visually on screen with the trident and everything. It's going to be awesome. I, I just, I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy that we're going to get to see Aquaman on, on the big screen. Oh, and yeah. by the way, our man from Amsterdam, Tamora Morrison, Django Fett yes. himself plays his dad. That's awesome. That's true. Yeah, That's that correct. is awesome. That is yeah. awesome. I will say, Joel, when I saw that sand scene, the first thing I thought of was Injustice, where um, 
Superman lifted all of his oh, lances yeah. and then dropped it in the middle of the desert. <laughs> and I was just yeah. like, that is like the coolest thing I've ever seen in the comic book. Superman just gave no, he gave no care to the fact that they need water. So, I mean, what confused me the most wasn't, it, it was that they were jumping, at, uh, well, they were jumping into the desert, but it was just like they were doing it carefree as if it was just like no big deal. Like, I don't really need water. Like, what's water? It was just like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> a little confusing. Um, but I did want to ask you, Dane, um, with you, well, I know you are also, Joel, but Nick, uh, you and Dane being huge Game of Thrones fans. Dane, I wanted to ask you, some of those Patrick Wilson scenes, did, did you kind of get a Game of Thrones feel from that? Like, this is, this is about to be all-out war. Did you get any feels of that? Um, Maybe to an extent, but not too much. Game of Thrones definitely... Well, I mean, it gives potential to have some type of element like that, but the way that um, they do Game of Thrones is much more, um, how, how can I say this? Well, violent and also just a little bit different. Uh, I guess the more concept. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the best way. And I know there's probably going to be a lot of political motivations and where Orm's coming from. So, uh, yeah, there there are certain things that, that, that does uh, remind me that, um, you know, I hope that they do explore stuff like that and that Amber Heard, um, I'm, I'm warming up to her, but I still wish that Khaleesi was playing uh, Mara. So that's, that's what I'm saying about that. That's not what you asked me, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I, I'd be all for that. That'd be super cool. But Amber Heard, I don't know, there's just something, there's something about her as Mira that I, I, I really do like. Um, and I the little bit that we saw in Justice League, um, I, I just think, I think she fits. I don't think she's the the best person you could have picked to be Mira, but it, it just fits her. It just fits her, and, and I, I can't wait to see what she brings to the character. She looks like Ariel um, from Little Mermaid. I love it. She does. She definitely does. <laughs> um, but there's nothing wrong Redhead. with that. Uh, but no. What are you going to do? Uh, mm-hmm. I will say, man, lately, I, I really hope, I really hope DC doesn't hasn't really, no, I think they have done it with most of their villains, but a small part of me really wants Ocean Master to make it, only because Patrick Wilson looks so beastly as Ocean Master. And I don't know if you guys saw the figures that they uh, displayed at San Diego Comic-Con, but it looks like we could potentially see Patrick Wilson in the comic-accurate costume of Ocean Master. So it's like, he already looked beastly from what I saw in the trailer. But if you're telling me now that this guy actually has the full-out costume, I'm even more excited about this uh, this, this character. Um, but before I go any further on uh, my, my thoughts about the, uh, the trailer, Dane, I want to go back to you for you to give me your thoughts on the Aquaman trailer. Uh, visually stunning. I uh, definitely think it's amazing looking. Um, I mean... I think that Joel said the best uh, with Blade Runner underwater. Uh, it just kind of like, I love Godzilla too. I think that you guys nailed it around the head. That gave me more of a remembrance of um, Never Any Story or, or something of that nature ah. back in the 80s visually. But this, this gave me more of like even um, the prequels, uh, just like beautiful, you know, places and locations. And I was into it. Uh, I was suckered into the film. I thought it looked awesome. I like the whole Seven Kingdoms layout or whatever the hell it is, that there's, like, this tension between everyone. And, you know, you have 
basically, Patrick Wilson is playing um, Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator, if you will, trying to cause a lot of shit. I have. I hope that they didn't ruin it, and they could have, but I have a feeling that Aquaman's going to take one out very much before even the middle of the movie, and it's going to be more about him trying to take back over the Kingdom of Atlantis. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. I just love that they're really trying to condense and make the story about just this. And even though it probably takes place before Justice League or maybe right afterwards, they don't really care. They're just making a good film, and they have a really great cast. And the costumes, especially Black Manta, like you said, look incredible. So I'm really looking forward to this. I, you know, I, I, I don't have anything else to say about that. I actually have confidence that James Wan is going to bring me a pretty amazing film. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, and- I will- I will add just this. Um, there was obviously a lot of uh, the Seven Samurai influence with Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, with Batman trying to gather mm-hmm. uh, all of the heroes. I would love to see like a Yojimbo or Yojimba, I, I think it's one or the other, uh, influence uh, from this movie as far as like the the stranger, quote unquote stranger. Obviously, he he does have ties, but like. The stranger comes into town and, and starts pitting uh, various groups against one another. Like, I think that could be like an interesting element. I don't necessarily think that's what we're going to get, um, but like that sort of outsider influence, uh, and then all of these different kingdoms, uh, you know, the, the the seven kingdoms of of the ocean, um, you know, and him him kind of going kingdom to kingdom uh, to try and, you know manipulate or gather forces to his side. I think there could be some very interesting influences and in, in, in directions that one could take that where it might not necessarily be your typical um, hero story, if you will. Like, he could use a little more of his cunning uh, and his, um, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't want to say brass, but, like, just... just uh, Kind of manipulate it, you know, different people into into doing things that he would want them to do. I think that would be an interesting take on the character, especially since he is, um, for a lack of a better word, corrupted by the land dwellers in the outside world. I think that could be an interesting way to, to perceive the character. But also, Juwan, that could be, you know, with the seven kingdoms under the sea. Like that's uh, that's another way that you could by, like, some kind of influence to Game of Thrones. Obviously, there's the Seven Kingdoms uh, of Westeros, right. so that's an interesting comparison. Right. Uh, to, to the point that you were originally making, Nick, I could see it to where, because remember, it, the theme of the of the trailer was Mira trying to get him to help. So what mm-hmm. if Mira is, is down there trying to get uh, some, of, some of the people on her side, but she right. knows she can't take down... Uh, Ocean Master, so she gets, she's looking to get Arthur to help her do that. Uh, yeah. That's the guy that can really put her over with the other people that she got. Um, so I can see her setting that up, and her sure. just needing that final piece to lead, to lead the charge, and that's Arthur. So once she gets that, it's like, okay, we got that, we got a few people on our side. If you can take him out, you could shift the balance of power back to where it should be, uh, back to what your mother wanted it to be. I can kind of see that kind of being where where they go, as far as um, kind of being that that person that goes around getting trying to get people on their side, only because she's been there longer, um, so she would have more more sway than he would. 
because uh, we don't know how Atlantis feels about the fact that this this guy who's trying to fight for the throne has been a, a surface dweller pretty much his entire life. So it's like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna come now and, and try to try to be our king. So I, it'll be fun to see if that plays into it at all. Um, but the biggest thing that has been warping my brain since I saw Black Manta in that costume was. I I now definitively need an end credit scene of Black Manta, Lex Luthor, setting up that theme, uh, and Lex Luthor uh, recruiting another one, uh, another villain to uh, to his team, only because it's just like, can you picture it? That Black Manta, Deathstroke, and whoever else uh, of the villains that they decide to to bring into that team. I'm just super excited about the idea of Lex having his Injustice League going up against oh, the League at Legion some of point Doom, down the road. Bro. Legion of Doom, I'm sorry. Hey, Legion of Doom, I apologize. They're pushing that shit hard now. Could we... <laughs> they, ahead, they don't have to go that much into it, but I'd love to see maybe some rendition of kids in this, um, or maybe like high school age, but like Tula and Garth and uh, Dolphin, and possibly even Calder. Maybe Calder's a part of another one of the Seven Kingdoms along with that. Obviously, within the comics and the cartoon, he is Black Manta's son, but I would love to see them just introduced kind of slightly as some people that are a part of it or something. But that's kind of like a, well, I don't know, a fantasy, kind of like no. you're throwing out there with Black Manta meeting them, you know? No, I, I completely agree with you. I think if they're going to go that route, as far as um, uh, Cal- uh, Calder, I think we'll definitively know uh, from this movie. From this movie, because you will have, if you're going to go the route of it being Black Manta's son, you will have had to have heard some mention about it. Whether it's Black Manta mentioning that he has a son, Ocean Master mentioning it, someone saying it, so it'll properly set the stage for the sequel, because I would really love the idea in the sequel to what you were saying, Dane, um, Aquaman having uh, an apprentice. I would I would completely love that. Um, him having someone that he could raise to be, uh, you know, the, the future leader. Um, I would love that so much. And Jason Momoa, with whoever they get to cast as Calder, would be so much fun to see on the, on the big screen. So I'd be fine with that. But I think if we're going to mm-hmm. get that somewhere, it'll be mentioned in this movie. So that's definitely something to listen out for. I'm pretty sure they'll name drop um, kind of like how um, what's his name, name drop uh, pretty much name drop Miles Morales in, in Homecoming. I think we'll get something yeah. like that uh, from this movie. Yeah. I definitely think we'll get that. Uh, where Black Mance is like, you know, uh, I have something along the lines of mentioning he has a kid. Uh, but I definitely feel, I feel you on that, Dan. I'm with you, man. Especially me watching Young Justice all over again, getting hyped for the, the, the next season. I'm with you on that. I think we definitely need uh, Calder. And if they don't, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. And if they don't, bring him in the Titans then. If they're not going to use him on this, bring Calder, at least just Calder, on the Titans in some format if the show does well. Yeah. I, to me, I need him in, in the movie. If, it, if it's not in the sequel, if you're making three Aquaman films, he definitely should be in the third one. You don't have yeah, to rush it for the sequel, but he definitely has to be in the third one. Uh, I think that'd be a waste of a trilogy if we have three Aquaman movies and never uh, an Aqualad. I think that'd be a, a true waste. <clears throat> Excuse me, but let's move on. Speaking of Titans, 
we got a trailer for Titans. And, Joel, wasn't there a certain somebody, not saying it was you, uh, wasn't there a certain somebody out there, a big media person, that was denying that we would get a Titans trailer? Uh, I believe, uh, yes, there was someone saying we might not get one. Yeah, I believe so. And I believe we were saying we were definitely going to get one. Which made no sense. Just putting that out there. (laughs) Huh? What are you saying? Which made no sense. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm like, wait a minute. You're announcing your streaming service. You're showing that Titans is going to be one of your premier shows, but you're not going to give us a trailer to hype us for it? That made absolutely no sense. So when the report came out, I was just like, all right, well, that sounds stupid. (laughs) That'd be really dumb if you see. Um, Mm -hmm. But, Joel, I'll go to you, man. What were your thoughts on the first official trailer for Titans? Well, goddamn it. I actually really liked it. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed it a lot. I know a lot of people have issues with it. Um, I don't – look, I agree with a lot of people's sentiments that maybe they shouldn't have promoted the, <laughs> the the images of the characters we saw behind the scenes. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like, we, the people – we saw them as they were depicted in the behind-the-scenes photos that leaked. Like, that's how we saw – that's how the images came out. But the trailer themselves – we kind of, from my, what I gather, a lot of what we saw in that trailer was the first episode. Like, they didn't give us much. A lot of that trailer to me was the first episode. They're not, they're really trying to hold back and giving us a lot of everything else. That's how, that's what I got from it. But I liked it. It was a little, like, there was a couple things they were like, whoa, like, the whole thing with Robin you know, going ham on them dudes. Like, it, it looked, he was brutal. <laughs> like, to an extent that we, we had this discussion before, did he kill them or did he not kill them? That remains to be seen. I think it's a little bit of both. Not totally sure, though, because it's not clear. But based on what they wanted us um, to see. I'm pretty sure he killed them. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Well, it's a debate. You can go back and forth. Um, go ahead. But from what I gather, they want you to think that he, he at least beat the living shit out of them, if not beat the life out of them. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I, I'm over it. I want to see it first before I completely judge why he would do something that brutal, right? Then you get to the other characters. We got to see Beast Boy green. We were worried that he wouldn't be. They promoted the image with him not green, but then in the trailer he is green. That's what I mean. There's more to it than meets the eye. Uh, the whole thing with Starfire, I know there's more to that look than we know. But we know that she has powers. Her, her, her eyes glow green. and I don't, I don't know. There's a lot there to Starfire we don't know. It's like a mystery with Starfire. Raven looks fine. I like the whole demon look. If I had to say there's anything wrong I had with Raven at all, was the fact that um, I'm so used to, like the, like, the triple eyes, like, from, like, Trigon look with, like, the six eyes and shit. That's kind of what I was expecting, and I kind of got a more actual demon of representation-looking thing. Whatever. That's a little nitpick. But everything else was fine. I love the way Hawk and Dove look. They look really good. It was a bloody trailer. Uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> you know, uh, gave no fucks. That was cool. Um and I, I can't wait to see more of this show. I really can't wait, wait to see the show in general. Trailer, I thought, was fine. It was good. I wasn't a huge fan of the song they chose to use in the trailer, but aside from that, I was pretty okay with everything else. Yeah, and, yeah, if, and Robin, if Robin didn't kill anybody, you damn sure Starfire did. Like, she melted some motherfuckers, too. <laughs> also, also, Hawking Dove, Hawking Dove definitely she's a, she's looked on, like they killed somebody. Um, yeah. I, I will say, Dane, to, to what you were saying about Robin, I was actually talking to Joelle about this. I watched it. Um, I, I watched it frame, like frame for frame, in, in that one scene 
the the guns he was shooting in the air to kind of dis- disorient uh, the 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 bad guy, so he didn't actually so shoot anybody. Um, the uh, he did stab he stabbed two or three guys, but it wasn't like one of those deadly stabs like to the chest, to the head. It was like in the in the shoulders. Um, and then the final one that I will say, Dane, I'll be completely honest with you, can be left up for for debate. I, from the look of that final shot, it looked like he's stepping on his jaw. But the sound of it sounds like he was, like, he stomped on his head enough where it cracked his, like, it cracked his neck. Oh, oh, so, if you're, if you're telling me you think that he killed him in that instance, I'm not going to argue with you, because it sounded like he did. But as far as the, the stabbing and the gunshots, the gunshots were in the air. Kind of like, you know how, like, Batman does where he comes down, he's uh, he's holding the guy's hand, uh, one arm where he's, he's shooting it and the gun is just, like, going off in, in the sky. That's kind of like what that was doing. He didn't actually, like, shoot anyone. Um, and the knife, the, the stabbings looked like the, the typical Batman stabbings you would probably see where it's, like, in the shoulder or something. It didn't look like it was a murderous stab. Okay. Uh, but, again, I'm... Right, right, yeah, yes, I'm sorry, Joel. Um, I, I'm not saying this as if it's fact. I'm only saying that I saw it, like, from frames. And Are you a lawyer? Huh? <laughs> no, the only reason I'm saying that is because a lot of people came out and were like, I hate this, I don't like that Robin's killing, and I'm like, if you watch it frame by frame, he didn't actually kill anybody. Uh, except for, like I said, the next thing, I could get how someone would think that that sounds. It's definitely him snapping a neck. But, Dane, I'm sorry. I'll go to you. Uh, your response to that and then your thoughts on the Titan trailer. Um, I would say that there's a, a pretty good chance that if Charlie, the random street thug or whatever gangster guy, um, if he's not dead, then I don't think he's going to be able to eat anything besides mashed potatoes and applesauce for a long fucking time. Uh, but oh, yeah. he fucked those guys up. Now, here's the difference. I don't give a shit. Um, I had no problem. Uh, I, you know, they kind of made it a point for Dear Devil not to, but, like, you know, and a lot of this stuff, like, Punisher has no problem with it, didn't in the comic books. I get that, you know, then you go to someone like Arrow. He didn't kill people in the comic books, but they made it understandable throughout the story arc of the television show with Arrow of, you know, there's layers to it. Um, and then you go to Batman and BBS. It didn't really bother me as much because I felt like, you know, no one's Batman killed people, uh, and Michael Keaton uh, definitely killed a lot of people. And also, even Schumacher's uh, <laughs> version killed people. They killed uh, Two Face at the end of it, and then I don't remember what happened in Batman and Robin. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you with that. I, maybe maybe he died. I think Bane died, so we'll just blame that on Batman. I think he did it. He murdered him. He murdered Bane him. Didn't die. Either way, yeah, uh, I don't Bane remember. did die. Or he, he didn't. He, he didn't. Um, he got his like he got his tube kicked out and then shrank back down to like right. normal size. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I think there, Robin there was is, the one who kicked it out. That's, that's, right. that's great that you said Robin because there was beautiful words said in this and it was fuck Batman, and my yeah. lord, that was kind of like a oh okay so we're not doing the CW thing. Great Berlanti is saying fuck this. This is what I would do if I had more of like a Netflix style you know grasp right. on my on. His, uh, you know, creative uh, blood, his juices, if you will, that, that absorb in his body and make him awesome. I mean, it makes, it, it, we were talking about Arrow beforehand. 
Like, I love how next season of Arrow is going to do the Supermax thing, which if you guys don't know that real quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, David, um, oh, man, what the hell is his name? I can't remember. Goyer. Uh, David Goyer made a script called Supermax, and it was, I don't think based off a comic, but it was supposed to be a Green Arrow movie in which no. they put Green Arrow in a prison uh, when people find out that he's Green Arrow, or, you know, that he is Oliver Queen, uh, with some of the people that hate him, and he's got to get the hell out of there. If that was on this format of the digital, uh, I think it would be a hell of a lot. I think that we're going to get a great season. Don't get me wrong. I know I'm going on a tangent with this. But if it was like this style and they could like cut loose, uh, this looks awesome. I really, I don't give a shit about people bitching about Starfire. They're going to bitch for whatever reason. You know, I, I just love it. Um, you know, and I don't think it's everyone's uh, view on the, on the subject. But even aliens are apparently Caucasian beforehand. Um, that that really makes a lot of fucking sense that you can't change the race on an alien. Uh, it's kind of like what I said with the new gods, Idris Elba, but we're not going to get into all that. Uh, it's not even worth it, and I already do too much anyways. But this looked fucking awesome, and I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I hope they kind of have a young justice feel to it, and I hope they introduce Superboy and a lot of the other characters, Wally West maybe, that I love from the cartoons and comics. So, yeah, it looked it looked awesome. I'm, I'm wondering what Nick thought about it. Yeah. I thought um, it looked fucking great. I mean, I thought ahead, it looked badass. It was, uh, it was raw. It was, um, Raven's character definitely seems like the main character. And, you know, she's seeking out guidance from Dick Grayson. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not as familiar with these characters as y'all are, but, um, you know, her, her character seems bi- like very fucking troubled with, with trying to come to grips with her powers and, and she obviously likes, um, there's a part of her that likes uh, ha- letting her powers take control and uh, obviously you get a, a, a bit of that from Robin as well when he just beats the shit out of all those people and, and like you said, Danny's like, fuck Batman, like, I was like, oh, shit, dude, like, that was, I was not expecting that, especially in a trailer, uh, it was awesome, I thought it was fucking great, it it really seems like DC is like, um, all right, uh, Marvel, Netflix universe, we'll see your, uh, kind of, um, street level, more, uh, hardcore, um, grittier, grindier action, and we'll raise the stakes on you, like, uh, because that's that's what it felt like for me. It very much felt like in the vein of of when we you know first uh, caught a glimpse of Daredevil and how raw that was. Um, it gives me that same kind of feeling, and I'm I'm very excited to see this. And I wasn't before. Like I could I could have given couldn't have given two shits about it until I saw this trailer, and I was like, all right, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to fucking watch this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I will say it, it's funny uh, that, that you mentioned um, Arrow thing because I, I really feel like cause, uh, a lot of the talk has been that this is possibly uh, their last season. I kind of feel like they, they shouldn't waste uh, these great actors and actresses that they have. Take it off the CW. Put it on your streaming service um, and have it very loosely connect to the Titans um, because that's the world that uh, Guggenheim has built for Arrow, so where it's very dark and gritty. So it's like, okay, if that's what you want to be is dark and gritty, how about you go to your own streaming service where you can really push it uh, and get even darker and really get into 
uh, get into this show. I, it'd be a few seasons late because I would have would have loved to have seen a rated R version of Prometheus uh, in his arc and Slade in his arc. Um, but I, I'd love it if you loosely connected it and then you had Deathstroke uh, that fights the Titans have that be Manu Bennett. Uh, or Manu Bennett, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, loosely connected that way. So maybe Robin asked for Green Arrow's help and you have a team up one episode of those two going up against Deathstroke. I'd really love that. But as far as this trailer, um, I loved it. Only issue that I had was I left this trailer thinking I only cared to see more of Robin. Like, I am now upset with this Robin. I think this Robin should be in our movie universe because he's just fixed Ben. If Ben is the guy that, that, that is going to continue to be our Batman, he just fits. looks like he fits uh, Ben's Batman just like a glove. And just to see them together would be just, I'd lose my mind. Um, but I love his Robin. Even his Dick Grayson just looks just so awesome talking to Raven. And it seems like the pretty much the plot of the season is um, he meets up with Raven, obviously. And Raven not being able to control her powers lets hell loose upon um, uh, upon Earth. And then he, with the, the other Titans, has to kind of pull it back in and, Joel, correct me if I'm wrong, we will be getting Triton, uh, Trigon, I'm sorry, uh, this yeah. season um, in Titan. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I even said to you, Joel, it bothered me that the crystal wasn't in her forehead. It was on her necklace. But then I thought maybe because we, we will see Trigon, maybe he's not trapped in it yet. So maybe once the Probably end of not. the season she traps him in it, and then so she can uh, kind of – keep him trapped in there, she has, like, uh, focus all of her, her, her energy, she puts it on her forehead. Maybe we do see that transition, uh, which I'd be fine with, but if we never see it on her forehead, I'll be slightly disappointed, uh, but, but, but not too much, because the show looks great. Um, we didn't really see much of the other characters besides quick glimpses besides Robin and Raven, so we obviously know they're the focus of the show, and I'm going to be completely honest. I left this trailer thinking, if you told me I only had a show of just this Robin, I'd be a billion percent okay with it, because that's how impressed I was uh, with, with with where they were going with this Robin. And I also like the idea that we know Nightwing is, is always the, the Boy Scout, the guy that, that's always leaning toward the, the, the brighter side of things, more so than the other Robin uh, and Bruce at points. I like that they were that they flipped that on his head. That they were like, no man, what what if you had a Nightwing that was kind of gritty, that was kind of like, I don't mind beating someone to to an inch of their uh, of their life. And I like that they're taking liberties with this Nightwing. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Only issue, Dane, that I had with the idea of him killing is we're supposed to be getting Jason Todd. I don't like the idea of there being possibly two Robins that kill. If you're telling me we didn't have any Jason Todd and Dick Grayson goes through this small arc where he kills, but then joining a team brings him out of it, um, I'd be fine. But if you're involving Jason Todd to where it looks like he's an older Jason Todd, um, I don't like the idea of there possibly being two two guys out there just committing murder. Uh, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> One of them has to be the, 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 the voice of reason. Uh, and I prefer that to be Nightwing. So that's the one thing I'm looking for. Uh, but I did also want to tell you, Dane, there was a report that we could be getting Lex Luthor 
in this first season of Titans. So that that could be our introduction into Superboy uh, towards the end of the season. So that's definitely something to look out for. Uh, that could be a lot of fun heading into this first season of Titans. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Did anybody have anything else to add for Titans? Not many. No, not really. I, I think we got a lot of it there. The trailer itself. I, I just looking forward to seeing everything coming because I know there's so much more they haven't. They're, they're holding back. They're holding back a lot. Right. I'm, I think they're really holding back a lot. Right. Which is which? Um, I'm not 100 percent okay with. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan. No, no. My last statement is: anyone that has a problem with the series and thinks it's too dark, um, go out and fucking just read shit before you started picking up comic books or whatever trend you got into. I'm sorry, I don't have time for people that don't even know about uh, Teen Titans from Mark Wolfman and George Perez in the '70s. That was very dark in certain aspects. That's normal. Yeah. Um, you might be used to the cartoon, which is fine, but go out and uh, educate yourself. It's a wonderful thing called the internet. I don't. I don't have time for people that do that type of shit. It's annoying. <laughs> absolutely. I don't, um, I don't disagree with you there. Absolutely. All right, so for, for our last trailer, um, this is something we can go over relatively quickly, only because we only got literally like maybe a minute, if that, of this trailer. But Star Wars, The Clone Wars is back. I keep saying this, Dave Filoni is one of the only, like, heads of, of of a division or whatever that just listens to what the fans want. He knew we didn't want Star Wars Rebels. He knew we didn't want this new Star Wars animated stupid show on the Disney Channel. We wanted the Clone Wars back. We wanted the Clone Wars back. And he said, you know what? We're going to finish. We're going to finish this story off. And what I love most about it is the feel of it and the the design of Anakin and Obi-Wan. It feels like it's taking place during uh, the art of Revenge of the Sith, which if if we get the end of this season, Anakin slowly turning into Darth Vader, so it makes more sense. Uh, that whole Rebel season, uh, arc that they had makes more sense. I would love it because we would finally see what happened in the time Ahsoka's been gone and then in the time of him becoming Darth Vader. Uh, like, what happened? Like, where was Ahsoka in that time? Um, so I, I'm just really curious to see where Filoni's going with this, but I'm so glad he brought it back for 12 episodes to finish off the story. I was heartbroken that uh, that Disney took away from us once they got the uh, the rights of, um, of, of Star Wars. Took it away from Cartoon Network. I was heartbroken. But, Joel, are you excited for Star Wars, the Clone Wars, to be back, finish off the dark? Hell yeah, I'm excited. Hell yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> like, I, I was, I binged the shit out of Star Wars, Clone Wars, like, like maybe three years ago, um, because I never, I always wanted to watch it, never actually got to watch it. Force Awakens was about to come out, and I was like, oh, I'm in the mood, I'm in the mood. So I binge watched Star Wars, Clone Wars, and it kind of never had an ending. It kind of left it open. And don't get me wrong, those episodes are all over the place. There's no... It's not very linear, I would say. Um, <clears throat> but I'm super psyched for them to at least give us some closure. Uh, one final season to just put it all together and, and leave us, I guess, lead us right into, like, uh, Revenge of the Sith, I would assume. I'm not sure exactly how that would work. Um, but I, I I cannot wait to see how they finish it up and, and give us some closure because 
you know, I think the last couple of movies were like Yoda wandering around, which was kind of weird. But I, I love the prequel world. Like, uh, maybe the movies weren't the best, but I love the universe that they set up. I, I fell in love when they first came out with the Jedi Knights against the Sith and, and then the clone, uh, the clone soldiers. And I love the prequel universe, uh, probably even more so in certain aspects to the, the Resistance side after, like, during the, the, the actual trilogy. Um, but I, I, I'm really excited. To see. I'm, the only thing I'm, I'm really down on is that fact that I actually it's going to be on the streaming service, the Disney streaming app. So it's not going to be on Netflix. I would have to get the streaming service to get to watch it. But whatever, I probably will. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, man. I, I told you I'm iffy on that DC streaming service, but you can bet that I'm buying this Disney streaming service to enjoy my Star Wars. Uh, but Nick, <laughs> I know you were a fan wow, of, really the, uh, of the Rebel series. Um, I know you were a fan of the Rebel series. How do you feel mm-hmm. about us getting uh, pretty much the finalization of the art? for Star Wars The Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, you know I fucking love it. Like, I'm right there with Joel. I, um, I mean, the, the the series very much ended very unceremoniously. Um, just just kind of got cut short. And I, I was kind of the same way as Joel. Like, I didn't watch it from the beginning. I just kind of went back and, and I, I, there's a, um, there's like a chart uh, that has the quote-unquote quintessential episodes um, I, I feel like it's it, it's on like if you just search it on Google Images, it'll pop up. But it like so basically, it'll cut out like the forty percent of filler episodes, and you can just you know because there's a lot of episodes, so you can go through and watch like the you know important episodes that you know really focus on the the main narrative. And so that's what I did, and I, I watched all of those. And then when you get to the last episode, like like Joel said, it's just kind of like Yoda having this like meditating moment, um, and it kind of alludes to him fighting Sidious, um, or like a vision of him fighting Sidious. But then it just kind of ends, and then and there's like nothing, and it was it was very um, it was bullshit, you know, like it was it was bullshit yeah. uh, for for lack yeah. of any sort of better characterization, and um, the fact that we're gonna get you know. Uh, we're going to get a, a story that can kind of tie everything together and, 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 you know, put everything or put a nice bow on everything. Like, yeah, I'm super excited for it. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see how they do it all. And the fact that you said they're doing just 12 episodes. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, that's great. That means all episodes, all these episodes are going to be important. They're all going to matter. They're all going to be driving home the, the, the main narrative there's not going to be all this filler. Um, I like that way more than, you know, having 22 episodes or 24 episodes in a season. Like, just right. give me, you know, 12 to maybe 16 episodes and, and just, like, have them all mean something. And in that regard, like, I'm even more excited. Like, that's awesome. Like, just, yeah, give me 12 awesome fucking episodes to wrap up the Clone Wars and... It's to finally kind of book in this chapter and not just kind of you know leave it hanging there. It's it's going to be super cool. I can't wait to see it. No, I'm with you both, and I will say I think you you guys, uh, Joel. The point, the reason why I said I think that it's taking place uh, in the pretty much the era of like Revenge of the Sith is you guys are talking about the Yoda Chronicles, which were part of those lost files that they released. But what you guys are forgetting about was the start of that arc was the uh, the start of uh, Order 66. 
Uh, it started off with one of the clones uh, being somewhat, not hypnotized, but like forced mentally to shooting one of the Jedi. And then the, the whole arc is about the clones trying to figure out what, like, what happened. This, this is a clone who's never had any behavior like this. Why is he trying to murder Jedi? Uh, and then they found out that they were putting like this, this like brain eating worm in the brains of the of, of the clones and stuff like that. Like they really got deep into the whole idea of the the birth of pretty much Order sixty six. So that's why and then the look of Anakin in the trailer matches exactly what uh he looked like in the actual Revenge of the Fifth movie. So I'm assuming this. I'm not stating it as fact. I'm 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 assuming. Um but yeah, man, I can't wait to to see Anakin have that first conversation with Ahsoka after all this time. Like, man, I, I I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because I had goosebumps in Rebels where Anakin fought Ahsoka and pretty much just was was saying how how he was hurt that that she left him, kind of kind of alluding to the fact that he became this because uh, she wasn't there to stop him. Um, so just seeing their conversations before all the Darth Vader stuff happens is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. But, Dane, I'm going to go to you. Have you even seen uh, any of these episodes for Star Wars The Clone Wars? Man, all I have to say is there has been so much sweat that it must have poured out between y'all's conversations <laughs> just now that I think some of people in a swimming pool with it. Uh I'm just kidding. I, I love um, The Clone Wars. I haven't watched all of it, but it was one of those cartoons uh, in a category like uh, Avatar and Batman anime series and Avengers Earth Mice Heroes, Samurai Jack, Gargoyles, like where it was a great epic cartoon and it was adult, but it didn't have to be comedic uh, to be taken seriously. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I actually watched the one that was the original one uh, done by the animators of Samurai Jack. Um, and I was a big fan of it. Um, I'm glad that it was... I was excited watching the Comic-Con footage, and I didn't really know what the fuck was going on for the most part. And I was like, yeah! And, like, getting thrilled and, and sweaty, just like you guys a second ago. And, um, you know, I, it, it's going to be interesting, and I'm glad all the characters are coming back. I, I, I didn't watch Runaways or whatever the hell the name of the newer one was. Rebel. Uh, I heard it was really good. Rebel. There you Rebel. go. Rebel. Yeah. Um, Red Bull. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, but I'm, I'm, I'll check out. Red, Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, Dane, I, I would I would definitely love to, to review it uh, with all of us. So I'm really hoping that when it does come out, you do give it a watch, uh, so we can all review it as as, as a group because it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I might like be doing said, something that day. You might be doing something that day. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, but like Nick said, 12 episodes means we don't have to worry about fillers. Every episode means something, especially if I'm really curious, Nick, because it's like if this goes really well. Does that open the door for us to get more Star Wars The Clone Wars just through the, the Disney streaming uh, app, or is Filoni purely bringing this back just to end it? That'll be a lot uh, of fun I, to see. Sorry, I, I, think it's, I think it's probably going to be bringing you back to end it, but if it goes really well, and I expect it to, it definitely opens the door to continue down you know, the, the, the Star Wars animation path, because Rebels was right. pretty successful. Um, it, it, it certainly... Um, I, I mean, I think it's a great show. I think I, I actually enjoyed Rebels um, 
probably more than I did the Clone Wars, honestly. Um, uh, I think Ezra's character is, is very dynamic and, and um, interesting, and um, like uh, pretty much all all of the characters in the show are, are pretty interesting, in, in my opinion. Um, and, and Maul's arc in it is, is uh, intriguing. Not as intriguing as his arc in the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, but, I was about uh, to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's still it was cool to see him come back um, because mm-hmm. again, because because it, and like that was you, you know what? And speaking of Maul, that was one of the biggest unanswered questions when it ended because you know he had that big fucking throwdown fight with Sidious. Uh, Savage got killed, and like you know, Sidious was like, "I'm not gonna kill you. I'm gonna leave you alive because I still have a, a you know a purpose for you." And right. it, it, like, and then when we pick back up with him in Rebels, he's like this fucking, he's crazy, and he's got those spider legs, and he's it, it's like, it, 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 like there's there's obviously like a huge gap in between that you know that takes place, and it's like what the fuck happened to this motherfucker, you know? So like that's mm-hmm. something that I'm gonna be really intrigued that, that I I'm sure they're going to explore um, amongst a lot of other things, but um. But yeah, it'll be really interesting to see like what what was Sidious referring to when he was like, I I have, you know, I'm not gonna I'm gonna spare your life because I I still have a a plan for you in my grand scheme of things, you know. So like, I don't know. But 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 uh, to answer your question, I think I think Clone Wars uh, will have the 12 episodes and be a bookend. But I, I definitely think it opens the door to explore um, other other uh, stories in the animated field. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with you. And what's funny is you took that right out of my mouth. I was just about to say that. Um, bring up the whole Sidious and, and Darth Maul thing. Uh, they love Sam Witwer over there, and any chance they get to get him to do voiceover for Maul, pretty sure they're going to mm-hmm. see it. So I can almost guarantee okay. we'll see Maul again uh, in this final season. Um, yeah, so, I mean, listen, we're all excited for it. Um, but we do have one more topic to get through. Uh, we had so much stuff to get through. We couldn't get through it all, but I think we knocked out the super important thing. So whatever we don't get to today, we'll definitely crush next week. Bane, um, uh, I'm messaging you as, as I'm trying to go through this. Uh, did you want to talk, Dane, did you want to talk Venom, or did you want to talk World of, uh, World of DC? Well, since we kind of, uh, you know, we talked, and we'll talk more about this next week, uh, we have an awesome panel, but um, we kind of have talked about Venom, and I don't think a lot has been brought out, except for, obviously, heads getting bitten off in the uh, footage, uh, which is a lot, I guess. Um, I was kind of hoping that we could talk about this World of DC concept, because I have pros and cons behind it, and it was the last thing that DC brought us in the Warner Brothers panel. Yeah, we have about 10 minutes left, so go ahead, uh, take it away, Dan. Well, I didn't think Joel was going to go right to me, so I was actually biting on an apple, oh, and that was a bad I'm idea sorry. because I almost I, shook myself. I, I, no, 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 it's okay. It's, it's my bad. Okay, if I would have choked on, 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 on thing, you guys should have called 911. Anyways, what I'm, um, I think the world of DC is a good way of saying, hey, we don't give a shit. And that's probably for, you know, the better in, in, in the sense of we're going to have great stories, that are going to be defined by the films themselves. And will they have continuity? Some will, some won't. We have all this stuff on television. We have all this stuff streaming. We have all this animation. We have all these films. 
DC has always been about a multiverse, and I like that. I feel like they're really taking that, they're grasping that concept and just going with it and kind of making an excuse for past stuff, but that's fine as long as they kind of own up to it. And I like the, the idea of World of DC. But I will say that DC let me down to fucking for Comic-Con. They didn't have Marvel there. I love seeing the trailers. We we're going to see those eventually anyways as the movie's coming out. And we could have had a lot of shit cleared up. I get it because they still need to figure out everything and get everything finalized. But a little bit of representation other than Wonder Woman, Shazam, and, um, and Aquaman would have been nice because I think they dropped the ball on that, honestly. But who knows? Maybe they'll have more next year when Marvel's there again. Uh, well, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. The, the way I, I looked at it, Dane, was they were like, you know what? We get a lot of criticism because uh, our focus isn't where it should be. It's always in a billion different other places. So if we can focus in on the good, because a lot of people are looking forward to Wonder Woman, uh, the sequel after the success of the first one, a lot of people like Aquaman from Justice League, and Shazam is, is the wild card. Like, not a lot of people know of the character, but the ones that do, um, you know, are, were intrigued by it. They didn't know what to expect. Well, you know, now that they dropped the trailer, they have a better idea. I think DC was like, let's focus on the good, and that's the three upcoming movies that we have. Um, let's focus on that, get that kind of pumping, get people excited to see DC movies again. And then as far as squashing news, We'll wait on that. I don't think they'll wait till next year's Comic-Con. We do have New York Comic-Con coming up. Um, Wonder Woman will definitely be done filming by then. So who knows? Maybe they make an appearance, give us a, you know, some stuff about that, and maybe we'll have more news um, by that point as far as DC going forward as a whole. But I think this, they just wanted to focus in on, on, on the good stuff that they have coming up and just let that be the only talk that comes out of um, – out of this weekend, but I, I, do, I do get you, Dane. I, I said it with you before, before Comic Con, but we that this we this all was expected a little bit more than what they gave us. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was talks of Henry Cavill coming out that never happened. There were talks that Zach was there but never showed up. I, I, uh, you know, he was in in the <laughs> the, no, the area of Comic Con. Well, no, he was in the area of Comic Con. Um, at the time of it, so people were speculating that he could possibly show up, uh, but that was more so rumor than than any actual actual fact. Um, but Joel, uh, where are you on on where DC landed uh, this this year in Comic Con? Were you satisfied with it, or were you, or did you want more? DC as a whole was was great. I mean, between TVs, movies, the streaming app, I think they gave us so much that I was more than happy. Of course, I would have loved some more clarity on certain situations like uh, Batman and Superman. And from what I gather, like uh, we were talking, about, we were listening to Mario not that long ago, and he was talking about a lot of the stuff with Cavill not coming out and not being there was because his contract's not ready yet. They haven't officially finalized that contract, and so nothing moving forward with that until the contract is finalized. So as far as Superman goes, that's on hold until that until the finalization of the contract is done, you know. So that I mean, that's where I'm, that's where, that's where Superman is at. Batman, my, uh, that man is so keeping everything to, like close to his chest. Like nothing's coming out until he's absolutely ready. And uh, unfortunately, we have we got nothing again from uh, from the Batman side of things. And so uh, that sucks. I really do wish that we got something, even Flash, because we heard because because Ezra was there, it would have been cool to get something from something. 
or for me from someone, but we, you know, we got what we got, and what we got was really good, so I can't complain that much. Yeah, I'm completely understandable. Um, Nick, what, what were your thoughts? Were you satisfied, or were, were you, or did you definitely think they, they should have brought a lot more than they actually did? No, I'm cool with it. I mean, I, uh, I'm i kind of like Joel. I mean, that I, we got a lot of cool trailers. Um, you know, we got a, a, a couple cool panels. Um, and I, I kind of look at it like you, like, um, Jawan, like, I, though I understand where Dan's coming from, it would absolutely love the clarity on, on several of those things. And it would have been really awesome. And it would have been an awesome surprise to, you know, if Affleck had come out or Cavill had come out and, and been like, yes, we are announcing that, you know, you're going to get a Batman movie or a Man of Steel 2. Like, obviously that wasn't in the works and, and, you know, if that's the case, so be it. I didn't know about the contract situation, but that's just the way things work. But, you know, out of everything we got, like, I was I was very satisfied. Um, which is Warner Brothers in general. They, I mean, they had a lot of great trailers. I mean, I think I think they're uh, I think Warner Brothers is is Godzilla as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. and they also released the uh, they're they're in charge of the Fantastic Beast series, um, and that was mm-hmm. a pretty cool trailer too. And, uh, and by the way, to to our listeners, uh, my apologies. Uh, we we don't ever co- cover the Potterverse. Um, I, I think Joel is no. a fan of the Potterverse, uh, right? Joel, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how we all feel about it, and I'm sorry there's not uh, there's not yeah. someone on our panel who's just in love with Harry Potter, but that's just that's, yeah. that's, that's just the way the cornbread crumbles. I'm sorry. Um, you know, may, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get some of our YouTubers on that and be able to give you the content you deserve uh, for all of the Potterverse stuff. Well, we did. Um, we did have. Uh, they did top ten about uh, some Comic Con stuff. Uh, and one of our, our newest panelists for top ten, uh, Tatum, she did, I believe, did uh, kind of get into her fandom for uh, that uh, Harry Potter trailer. So there we, we have well, there, there. Yeah. there you go. Yeah, wasn't totally ignored. Hit her up. Totally I'm a Harry Potter. Let. Let yes, let let her know we we need uh, we need a Harry Potter expert to break down all the Harry Potter stuff for for the Geekbots community because none this is sure shit none of us are gonna do it. Yeah, I've watched them, but I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I was gonna say I would be the last person you would want to to give you a a lesson about Harry Potter's world. I would know what to but no, now, even though I I've seen only one of the movies, I've read three of the books, but I've seen one of the movies. I, I didn't watch Fantastic Beasts the first one, but the the Fantastic Beasts two trailer looks pretty fucking awesome. I will say that. I, I will say this, Nick. God bless you, because those books are like Bible length. So I, I don't think I'll be reading. Well, I read the I read the first three when they released Goblet of Fire, and it was like seven hundred pages long. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, now nah, I still should be out of Um. But I do want to give a shout-out to Kanan, who was reviewing Comic-Con like a madman. Um, was not on tonight, but we'll be back next week. Uh, we have oh, we so can't make fun of him for it. No, we can't. Uh, we have so much, stuff to, uh, so much more stuff to discuss um, next week. Don't worry. I know a lot of you guys wanted to hear our take on the whole James, uh, James Gunn thing. You will. We are yeah. not ducking it. You will hear our opinion on it, I promise you. Probably There's so much more to cover. 
so much more to cover. Um, but just just wait on that. And stay tuned, guys. We have our official website coming into works very soon. Uh, so stay tuned. And we have all the shows coming up this week, Full Court Press, uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance, Top Ten, and we will be doing Geeks Against the Grain also this week. So stay tuned for that, and we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace, y'all. Yeah. Haley Seinfeld loves you, Kanan. <laughs> he doesn't deserve her love, though. Yeah, what are you talking about? (laughs) She's like Jesus. She loves him anyway. (laughs) That is true. All right, bye. Adios.